I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Seb, how do you manage to keep yourself so perky and upbeat in the mornings? I thought you were going to ask me that question. Well, I'll tell you, I drink between three and 14 cups of coffee every day. I'd like to tell you about one of my favourite coffee companies, and that is Chimney Fire Coffee. Have you ever heard of them? I have heard of them. You know for why? They're sponsoring this podcast. Chimney Fire Coffee create responsibly crafted speciality coffee from their roasteries nestled in the Surrey Hills. They work hard to create a fully sustainable coffee journey by focusing on transparent sourcing, working directly with farmers and sharing their stories, and by using fully compostable packaging. They donate 25p from every regular bag and £1 from every kilo bag of all Discovery Coffee sales to Recycle, a small charity who refurbish bikes from the UK and ship them to rural communities in Africa. For every 28 kilos of coffee roasted, a single bike plus spare parts will be sent to these communities to help improve social mobility, children's education and overall health. Chimney Fire Coffee is proud to partner with 3 in a Bar podcast to offer listeners 20% off their first coffee order. Simply head to www.chimneyfirecoffee.com and use the code TIAB20 at checkout to redeem your discount. Hello, uh, my name is Seb Philpot. And my name is Verity Simmons, and this is Three in a Bar. Yeah, and you join us today. Uh, we are in separate locations, yes. as, as usual, actually. <laughs> I am in Southampton in the Guildhall venue. Oh, the Southampton Guildhall. I saw yeah. the late, great Amy Winehouse there. Did you? Yeah, it was amazing. Wow. When was that? Was that the kind of back to black? Yeah. Era? Oh, honestly, it was so, so good. And she oh, was supported wow. by, have you heard of Mr. Hudson and the Library? I think he's just Mr. Hudson now. Yeah, I've heard but of yeah, that, yeah. They were great. Wow, yeah. great. Well, yeah. she was probably in this very room. Oh, I mean, tell me about this room. room. Is it exciting uh, in there? Oh, I mean, there's loads of chairs being stored in here. Um, oh. There is, uh, this is quite a small room, then there's a big room, it's got a piano in it, and then another small room. So the girls yeah. are in that side, boys are in this side. Okay. At any moment, some boys could come in. Oh, there that's exciting. That's exciting. boys that, that are in this room. They're not oh. boys, they're men, they're men. Um, they're <laughs> Why the are you, <laughs> choristers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good. So <laughs> we may get interrupted, um, but there's nothing we can do about it. We've just got to get on with no. it, haven't we? Just roll with it. It's That's fine. fine. They, yeah. They've just started sound checking over there, so oh. you might hear some some stuff. Might we uh, hear some background Bryden? Maybe. You might hear him warming up. Oh, great. Hmm. Buzzing, well, maybe? Hmm. Lip buzzing. Yeah, I was thinking that. He wouldn't, would he do that? <laughs> maybe. I think he does a little bit of that kind of thing. Good. But, um, anyway, yeah. Uh, should we get on with the, the podcast? <laughs> it might be best, find it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. so there's something you should know, listener, is that we, if you were listening to the previous episodes, <laughs> yes. we teed up that the next episode was 
with a lady. We and, did tee that um, up. Well, we did record one, but we had some technical malfunctions. All of them. We had all the technical malfunctions. We it had was everything, a, didn't we? A nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. Quite bad. Yeah. We, uh, we did a whole chat. It was about over an hour. Uh, nearly all of it didn't record. Um, mm. So that was bad. So, um, it was. We're, we're, it was such re- a good chat. <laughs> we're redoing that one. We've never had that situation before. So we're redoing no, but that. we were sort of due it, weren't we, really? Yeah, we were due yeah, that to happen. we got away with it. We really have. seven episodes we've done. And, <laughs> and that's not really happened before. So no. so what happened, Verity? Well, so somebody stood in. Somebody came to our rescue last minute. They're calling themselves adept. I'd just like to say that they're a convenient, uh, well-positioned guest, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Um, very... Um, Connected to this podcast. Very, yeah. Extremely married to one of the people <laughs> in the podcast. Yes. It is, of course, Rob Simmons. Hey, your husband. Oh, you're no. my husband. Oh. Sorry, my yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, yeah. I mean, it was great to chat to him. I thought we've resisted for a while. <laughs> asking him he's he's got so many interesting things to talk about but I thought the vibe might be a bit weird I didn't know how it was going to play out but actually it was good wasn't it it was really good yeah we only had about an hour to chat didn't we we Uh, did yeah so there is actually a really good Patreon extra which is just Verity and Rob which (laughs) I would say is really really good and I would say go and sign up to the Patreon. There's a link down below. Yeah, you know why we specifically did this? Because after we recorded the pod, um, I think Rob felt that we hadn't really asked him about anything that he actually wanted to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we did. Don't put, don't let that put you off. No, don't. For we this talked episode. about no. We talked about things we wanted to talk about. It was yeah, great. exactly. We steered it. We asked him a lot about his time as an Uber Eats delivery driver yeah, during the we, lockdown. We did. We asked him about his job as a sub editor for Esther. Yeah, which I think is really fascinating and an amazing pivot. And yeah. I wanted to basically know what it is that he does. So yeah. it was helpful as well for me. <laughs> uh, we also talked about him as his role as a violinist in the Birmingham Royal Ballet. Yeah, we did. And your how you met yeah. all that kind of business, all that, in and the then South we delved. Symphonia. We delved back all into that. his past, didn't we? As well, I, I yes. dug up some things that I like to dig up every now and again <laughs> about his musical background. Yeah. <laughs> it was very interesting to be sat between the two of them and seeing the very uh, specific dynamic. That yeah, there is. I mean, interesting's a kind word, isn't it? so well listen to this episode but really consider joining our patreon because it really helps us uh, make this show it it helps fund it but also this episode is particularly really good so think about it think about it it's not not much money is it not at all was it it's like what three pounds fifty i think that's what it is i mean it's certainly not a lot more than fifty yeah three pounds fifty yeah let's go with that (laughs) Let's go with that. So this is Rob Simmons, and we'll see you after for a little bit of a waffle chat. Bye. 
Okay. So yeah, I've I've, I've kind of got to leave just over an hour. It's all right. It's oh, perfect. Right. Yeah. You could always do a bonus bit when I've gone. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> like <laughs> three weeks worth. Yeah. <laughs> just following like a day in the life. <laughs> I'd love to hear what it's really like when the mics are off, but actually when the mics <laughs> would, are still on. Would you though? I don't know. <laughs> I get a I don't glimpse think every now and again. Yeah, you do. And it's not nice, is it? It's good. Hey, but look, I have done my due diligence. I've, done, I've treated you with the same respect, Rob, that I would anyone with this spider diagram. Yeah. Please? Right, yeah. Rob, we have started, by the way, oh, so okay. put the microphone by your mouth, please. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Thank Should you. I move forward a little? Yeah. Whatever, whatever you makes like. you comfortable, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello. It's okay. It's all going to be fine. Yeah. 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 Um, how are you feeling about this? I'm a bit nervous. Are you? Uh, I do know that I'm a dep, by the way, because I'm one of the no. few few people that listens right to the end of your every pod. Oh, um, <laughs> what do you mean, few people? <laughs> Apart from your you mums. Uh, so okay. can't <laughs> argue with that. Can I? And I heard you saying that um, everyone's going to have heard of the girl you've got coming in next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I do have I've, I've got a few things in common with that, that guest growing up in the same area. But <laughs> can that, you? Well, the thing is that we haven't told you is that we want you to pretend to be her, and we're just going to go down the same line of questioning. Okay. So yeah. if it seems peculiar, yeah. just but go with it. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to be a super dep. Yeah, I mean you're not dep. We've been talking about this for a while, haven't we? Yeah, we have talked about this. Before. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. thought it'd be an interesting bonus Patreon only. Uh, no, no, we, we thought it'd be a real, <laughs> an actual good episode. Yeah. I'm, and, yeah. I'm paying for that bit of Patreon that gets you to are, go on thank the pod. you. <laughs> yes, well but done. Obviously, it will, it will be a different episode mm. because of the situation, the unique situation <laughs> that we have. We've never had this before, have we? Well, no, we haven't. I, none of my other husbands have come on. No, <laughs> none of your wives have come on. No, none of my wives or any of um, the children. I don't think I've well, been romantically linked to any of. Uh, are you trying to think that? Yeah, I was trying to think back to see if you had been. <laughs> no, you haven't. I don't have you? think so. I think I've avoided that largely. Well done. <laughs> but I've always thought that would be good to, to get on some exes. Yeah. I think that'd be a brilliant sub season. Yeah. Chats with the ex. Yeah. Oh, God, we could do it all in one afternoon. Oh, God, can you imagine? Just a constant stream of exes. <laughs> like, I'm like sweatingly awful. You, you, yeah. You should get a fair number out of that. Oh, ha ha ha. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Rob. I'm going to treat you with the respect I think you deserve as a guest of this podcast. Okay. So I'm just laying those rules down there now for you. Okay, I'll, I'll do the same. Because it's it's terribly tempting just to, you know, ridicule you. But <laughs> the thing is, you've done loads of interesting things. Mm. So we would like you to talk about them. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> and help? anything else you, you feel like bringing up? Yeah. Okay. Any... Well, any grievances any that you want to air now? Any... Um, any kind of things that have been on your mind you just haven't put into words okay so um, it's part pod part relate yeah, yeah. <laughs> seb's no. body language is now extremely awkward isn't oh, it God. he's moving right in the middle of between these two people <laughs> it's like a spa sparring not a spa um rob i think we mm-hmm. should talk to you about your your pivoting oh, you're gonna hate me say that aren't you during lockdown um, because but there's two there's two things we should talk about there one your new journalism career mm-hmm. and two your uber eats driving oh yeah which one do you want to start with 
Well, Uber Eats came first. Okay, let's do it chronologically. There. That was admirable, but um, well, tell us a bit about that, will you? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly when I started, but it was quite early in lockdown. Mm. But I was, um, well, because I'm in Birmingham Royal Ballet's orchestra, I was on furlough, so I'm one of the lucky ones, or I was one of the lucky ones, but um, every month there was a Zoom meeting with a full company so um the senior leadership team dancers techies musicians and so every month would go by and I'd kind of forgotten about ballet because you know there was nothing happening and and then suddenly this zoom meeting would pop up and I would immediately feel like my heart was in my mouth and we were all going to get sacked so I realized that that wasn't a healthy way to go through the summer or the spring and the summer um, and so I started thinking about what would I do if I had no music at all or what could I do quickly? So I decided to, um, apply for Deliveroo and Uber Eats and I got into, um, Uber Eats and, um, what was the, wait, wait yeah. you didn't get into Deliveroo. I'm still waiting. They still send me uh, emails every now and again saying, um, yeah. you know, you're, you're quite close to getting this. <laughs> uh, you're so no, I didn't get judges houses. I, I think I, I didn't think I was <laughs> yes. posh enough for that, but Uber Eats were quick. They'll um, take anyone. Yeah, they take anyone. Yeah. Also to do it on a bike. So I thought it'd be quite a healthy thing to do. Push bike. Yeah. Yeah. And around here, you know, you can, well, I, I could bore you a lot about Uber Eats, but, um, Suffice to say, you earn a lot more money on a push bike around here because it's so you know it's like a warren of streets. Oh, it's all so if you of, start getting your car out, then it's one way as well. A lot of it, all of that, it? yeah, and also just the speed that you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be burning through a lot of petrol, so you're much better off on a moped or a bike. Ah. Um, so anyway, yeah, so I did that because I wanted to get out of my. Um, I wanted to house have a family. get out of my house, get Life. away for a couple of hours, yeah. uh, and do a job that. I didn't really want to do. I wanted to break that kind of thing in my head saying you can't do a, um, like a shit job, really. Mm. I mean, I'm not being disrespectful to any Uber driver listeners. And believe you me, there's loads of them. But yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to, if the worst happened, and I sort of thought that the worst would happen at that point, like everyone did, then I wanted to be, I wanted to get over myself and get a crap job just to make money for money's sake, you know? Yeah. So um, I did a, uh, a few months of that, and um, I actually really enjoyed it. But I'd just yeah. like to say, do you think you made a loss on that job? <laughs> because I I think well, you might have done. This is one of the few <laughs> things that Verity's warned me that she's going to bring up. But <laughs> because I was on my push bike, and well, you get into a sort of red mist mentality when you're doing Uber Eats delivery <laughs> on a bike. So like. I dread, I'd hate to see like a video of myself, but you know, like you're going over pavements through, you know, it's basically like you're in a computer game. You get, you just want to deliver as fast as possible yeah. to get, to get your money, to get your um, minimum wage. But um, it's kind of like a game. It is. Well, it is a game. bit like a game. You have your, your total of the day, don't you? Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. Screen. And also tips come in. So it's exciting. There's sort of bonuses like you could, and also there are sounds that are attributed to those. You know, if a tip oh, comes in, you get a wow. certain sound comes oh, up on you? the app. Uh, so your, your, your you know dopamine what? hit. Yeah, <laughs> so it is a real. And when even now, if I go into a restaurant and I hear the da 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 da, like the Uber Eats thing, then it, yeah. I, I, it sort of gives me a bit of a rush. Yeah. But um, I can't remember what I was saying. Yeah, <laughs> so, but that no, yeah, you so on that bike basically because mm. I was well, I'd never really cycled before, and also like I say, you're trying to fit in as many deliveries as you can. 
So you're kind of like driving around like a crazy person. I had a puncture. Now, that wasn't my fault. That was because I had a bad bike. And the puncture meant that when I took it to the repair guy, they, they said also some spokes were out. So you had to have, I had to buy a whole new wheel. That was 70 quid. Yeah. And then I was going really fast over the bridge, over just beyond the Blackwall Tunnel coming towards us. There's a little bridge that you can go from between um, Bow to, to um, Hackney Wick. Yeah. And it's, so it's a pedestrian bridge, but it's all sloped. So I was going really fast across that. And then I didn't realise that there was a sort of chicane at the end. Ooh. And so I couldn't brake in time. So I, I smashed the wheel and that ended. So that was another 70 quid new wheel. Um, and then I left. Then my bike got pounds. I didn't make money. Though. I made good money. <laughs> I can total it up. And okay. it, was, it was good. But, but there is yeah. more, isn't there? I think, did you write, you wrote the whole bike off, didn't you, at one stage? Or did it get stolen? No, the bike got stolen. Once I got oh. both new yeah. wheels changed and it was looking yeah. good. The bike was stolen, yeah. So new bike cost £3,000. <laughs> I got an Argos bike and then, yeah, a couple of other things happened, which we'll come on to later probably, but then that meant my Uber days were, were done. Oh, Although right. I've still got it on my app, so I could do it anytime. You could just do it, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got some experience with this because I, I worked, uh, I did sign an NDA, but I don't work there anymore. But I worked <laughs> in a place, a dark kitchen uh, in Croydon, I won't say any more than that, but, uh, well, I will say more, but I won't say the, the, the name it. of the company. Great, great <laughs> but, story. Um, great story. But I worked, uh, I'd, I'd be a runner and I'd go and get the food from the many kitchens that were in this nondescript building, bring it back, keep it warm and then hand it off to uh, Uber Eats, Deliveroo or Just Eat. Mm, okay. Yeah, so so I'm, if I was in that part of London, I'd have met you probably. Like, you know, I've yeah, maybe we met, and I just decided not to acknowledge <laughs> you. Yeah, how did you Unless keep you the had food like, warm? By the way, uh, oh, it was, it was all, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was basically um, some of that kind of sh- uh, silver insulating stuff that they put on, like. Um, uh, please turn your phone off. <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. Um, some of that silver stuff that they use in NASA. For spaceships, yeah, yeah, on a just a rack, a wire rack, and then just the cheapest electric heater just put at the bottom, (laughs) which you must remember to turn off when you leave at night. Did you? I did always remember. Well done. I did remember, but I always thought I'm going to wake up one day at four in the morning and go, "Oh my god, (laughs) the building's on fire." Heater's on. um, Yeah, so it wasn't wasn't that good. Still, I'm not naming the company, so Mm. they can't do me for it. But it wasn't wasn't the best uh, operation. And uh, there we go. But I met thousands of drivers. A lot of them, I still remember their names. There's some nice guys. Yeah. yeah. But it was during that time, I had to keep always saying, you have to have a face mask on. And also, you need to bring in an insulated bag to the building, not just leave it in your car or in your box, in your moped, because the kitchens were complaining <laughs> that food was getting cold. And I was like, you have to do it. And then they'd get annoyed. They're like, come on, Yeah, boss. that's true, actually. And I, I was like, the uh, people hated me. You were the I, villain. I was following the rules. Villain. I was quite conscientious in that respect. But I yeah. do remember that. And I remember in McDonald's in particular, um, there'd be a lot of drivers who would would not do that, would not take the adequate protection. Yeah. And also you'd find out like an hour later, where's this meal gone? Oh, driver's just eating it. Oh, yeah, that happened. Did you but, ever do that? No, I was really, what I really, my dream through that time, the thing sustaining me as I was, cycling like a maniac was um 
I really wanted to deliver to someone I knew so that I could, just before, when they answered the doorbell, I could have, I'd have taken like the foil off their burger and just take a big bite <laughs> uh, or like take a few chips and then they'd, they'd want to shout at me, but they'd realise it was me and, you know, it'd be nice and funny. <laughs> and still shout at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, so no, that never happened. The only thing, the only time I did something wrong was I delivered to this place in um, um, the Olympic Village, like um, around Westfield sort of way and... Um, the names are all quite closely aligned. Like there's, there'll be some, such and such house and such and such road. And I went, I delivered it to the wrong place and I left it outside the door and I thought it's not quite right, but, you know, I wanted to get on. So I pressed that the job was complete and then I got a phone call. The guy was really nice, but I delivered it to a, a flat and not the house and, you know, things aye, like that. Aye, aye. I felt bad for them, you know, it was, it was tough. But um, we could talk about this for an hour, couldn't we? I know, yeah. seriously, um, we could, yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, though, Rob, <laughs> do you want to talk about the other, the other oh, big change? Oh, OK. One thing I will just say yeah. that I, um, I did try to be as manipulative as possible because I knew that people were aware that musicians were having a tough time. So you could put a little thing about yourself on your Uber deliverer like, yeah. profile. Oh, yeah. So I put, I'm a violinist delivering whilst COVID has closed theatres. Did you, and did you find and that you made a I, loss then? No, I got quite a few tips and people talking about how hard it What's was. What's some like, advice? <laughs> yeah, just <Yeah>. tips. <laughs> yeah, just keep keep the going. What do you want to learn no. that for, you mug? Yeah, I made I made quite a bit because people felt sorry for me. You should have got a proper oh. job. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Well, but but do you look back on that time and, and think uh, happy thoughts? I mean, are you glad you did it? Yeah, I am glad I did it because I do think, like even as a kid, I didn't really last long in any job to make money like I did um various jobs when I was doing a levels whatever but I wasn't really a sticker you know I'd I'd find a reason to get out of it yeah so it felt good to be doing a proper job Mm. for the first time in my life if you know what I mean Mm. um and also to get that barrier out of the way because I genuinely thought at points during the summer like joking aside like I'm just gonna have to start again and yeah you know you can't think that you'll automatically sidestep into a what you might call like a graduate job whatever can you you know so yeah. I thought it might be that I would be doing literally just trying to make money. Yeah. For the first time. Well, I thought it was admirable. It was good you did that. Mm, thanks, Rich. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, but then, as luck would have it, something else came along, didn't it? Um, so you've now started. Get, tell me exactly your job description. <laughs> oh, God. Because you're not sure. Because I can't remember. Tell, uh, no, but I don't know exactly. I know that you're, you're editing. Well, just come on, you well, tell in, us in rather November, than November. Um, yes, yeah, so about a year ago, I became sub-editor for print, digital and social media for ESTA UK, which is the European String Teachers Association. So glad you said that, um, not me. <laughs> so, yeah, they're a, a um, an organisation that support string teachers and um, they produce magazines and resources and they provide bursaries, they provide insurance and public liability insurance, all that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, so I became one of their small team. That's great, isn't it? But how how did that happen? I mean, obviously you can't just oh, I wander had, into a job like that. I had that, an interview. Can... Yes. And uh, had to do some... I had to write a couple of articles, like magazine articles, and proofread um, a magazine. Actually, because I knew... One of my colleagues at the Ballet Orchestra is their CEO... And I think almost that he knew that I would be interested in this work because he knew what I'd done with quartet and that sort of thing. Also, actually, with the um, during lockdown with the um, Birmingham Royal Ballet's um, press team, oh, yeah. I was involved in that bit. So he knew I was interested in that sort of stuff. 
But I think almost because of that, he made me work quite hard for that interview process. Mm. And also I wouldn't have wanted any handouts in any way. So yeah, it was quite a big, it was quite a thorough thing. So I had to produce, write an editorial and another article and then proofread a magazine and that sort of thing. Actually, the proofreading was the thing I did badly at because I um, didn't notice that there was a cover image with someone playing the cello with the wrong hand. You know, oh. that sort of thing. So that I, <laughs> actually, I did really quite poorly at that, but luckily very good at everything else. Did they chuck that in to throw you to see if you Yeah, they, there was loads of things. It was really well oh, done. So they mocked up a magazine. Wow. But lots of the things were subtle. And I started going down a rabbit hole because then there's things like, um, like you can find... You can critique someone's written English quite easily, but it, it's your own style often. Yeah, you know, yeah. A, often do it. It's a very yeah. Effect. Like, can you imagine? Like if both of you too did. many exclamation marks or something like that, you can very many. Oh, marks. here we go. You can. What's get your that. what's your uh, what do you call it? Um, policy on exclamation marks you within, hate them as well. say, a text message and an email. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe a formal letter to I um to I think police. in in well in any sort of passage of writing you should you probably should keep it to one tops really I think really scaling down well yeah. even in a text message oh I don't see a point in mm. a yeah text but if I was okay so this is the text message I want to send yeah something light-hearted and cheery say yeah. I don't know hi hi how are you uh that's a question mark. That's yeah. a question mark. Oh, sorry. Okay. Got to be a question mark. Oh, yeah. no. How about this? Hi. Looking forward to our chat today. What would you do there? Dot, What's dot, your dot. punctuation? Dot, dot, dot. Oh, well, that, that's that, mysterious. That does mean something. That different. to me means ooh, something bad's going to happen. Maybe a little more than the chat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're saying you think dot, dot, dots. No, I wouldn't really probably do that unless I was being a dick. Hmm. Um, it was Rachel Taylor that uh, our mutual friend who she had a big go about exclamation marks, I think. Oh, did she? I do take. I do think I've listened to a lot of what she said, mm. and also actually one thing. It's a big digression, but um, I was always of the Jacob Rees Mogg school of two spaces after a full stop, oh, and yeah. then a proper full line between. And it was only when all that came out because he briefed his um, team about this these very old fashioned rules of of typed English. Yeah that I realised that I need to, to change. Mm. So I'm now down to one space after a full stop like you would have in a book. But so I was very much two moved spaces away. after a full stop. Yeah. You've moved away from Reese Mogg's. Only in that way, though. He's very similar in other ways. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that was a troublesome time. But um, <laughs> yeah, Didn't he say some other things, like some weird, weird rules? Like, no, no, not, but I mean about grammar <laughs> and, and punctuation. Oh, yeah, he, he talked about es- the use of the Esquire and stuff, didn't he? Um, oh, yeah. And something else. What I mean, like, this might apply apply to Jay Wilkins. Jay Wilkins, Esquire. What did? What I does can't he remember. Have have, you'd have to add that, and I can't remember. But okay. there were quite a lot of things. Quite a lot of the things that he was telling people to do, I agreed with, or I did up till that point, and I realised that I needed to modernise. Was that a problematic time for you, discovering that a lot of things you shared opinions with him? I think it's just like a grammar school education. Mm. Okay. But, but we don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Let's not, no, it's no. got lots of stuff to say oh, about so that. So we, we need to keep you relatable. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that is a state school, by the way. Okay. Um, a state grammar. <laughs> I, hey, I, I was the same. I went okay, to a state, state school. Well, it was a grammar school. Yeah. Didn't pay to go. No, exactly. I had to do 11 plus. Yeah. I well, I, I, did first, study. Th- I did 13 back 13. down in Kent at the time. 13 plus? Yeah, you did. You got assessed oh, yeah. for two years and then, you know, you, you did or you didn't. I see. Mm. Yeah. Hard times. Um, but listen gonna... now, 
Go on. I was going to say, I want to know, I want to know more about your job that okay. I should oh, know yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but so jo- actually- joking aside, it is, um, it has been brilliant um, this last year, partly because the plane's been less, or for some of that time it has. I mean, doing anything creative, I think, has has been a, a joy. So writing, um, and I'm I'm given um, quite free reign on the magazines. So especially, there's two magazines that Esther UK create and one is um for adult string teachers Mm -hmm. or string players whatever and then the other one is for kids and that's kids from like seven till music college and that's called jester magazine and um that's the one that i've been kind of given the role of editor for and it's all digital at the moment because um the whole magazine industry got in quite a lot of trouble because of well during lockdown and stuff because of advertising revenue and things like that so anyway it's digital but um, it means you can embed videos, Spotify playlists, things like that. Oh, yeah, cool. And also I see that magazine, like I'm not particularly personally interested in violin pedagogy or goji or whatever. How mm. do you say it? Pedagogy? Goji, mm, I'd go for. I'm not really interested in technical articles about how to, you know, make your bow arm more fluid or your finger placement. Um, it just doesn't really excite me. But um, with Jester... We make the articles a bit broader and I, I'll include lots of role models, you know, interesting articles that might be musically, like grounded in music, but not necessarily technical mm. or string playery. You've met some really cool people, haven't you, through it? Who's, um, who's stood out for you? Yeah, I have. I've enjoyed doing some... Well, I mean, I did a nice... Um, Zoom interview with Clifton Harrison, the viola player. Oh, yeah. Do you know Clifton? Yeah, I do, yeah. He's great, isn't he? He was really interesting. And also because he was, right in that time, he was busy doing one camera, one take. So that was kind of him, multi-trucking viola stuff. And also he did a digital residency with National Youth Orchestra, um, which was a sort of response to um, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. And it all came from the students. It was really moving, actually. And he was involved in that. Hmm. Um, so he talked about that. Um, I did an interview with the Sacconi Quartet, who are kind of old friends, but and that was interesting. And um, some good ones, haven't I? And we've yeah. also commissioned some artwork. So we had, um, yeah. So I'm kind of I'm able to really. I've not been told no for anything for that magazine, which is great. It's just complete freedom. Are you going to start pushing that though? <laughs> I mean, um, well, I, <laughs> just trying to think in ways at which you could. <laughs> Really try, trying to yeah, get them to say just, no. It's just really nice to, and also because it's digital, there's no word count issues and that sort of thing. So you can kind of go to town on it. Mm. So we had um, an Anna Meredith illustration on the last issue, which was by a cellist uh, who was a great illustrator. And then, yeah, so anyway, it's good. It's really mm. good fun, really creative. Mm. And then the social media side of things, um, Esther were really good on Facebook. They've got, thousands of followers on Facebook and they were really good at offering support to string teachers, especially during that time when, yeah. um, I mean, string teachers were getting a hard time because they were probably getting contradictory guidance from people about whether they could go and teach, whether they couldn't, or the schools would be shutting them out and this, that and the other, or, you know, so the, the advice is really conflicting, but I think Esther were, were really good. They had a weekly newsletter and that sort of thing. And they were, quite reassuring and pragmatic and so Facebook was a really big thing for them but they didn't really use Instagram so I've kind of got them a bit more up to date with that yeah and um yeah it's been good 
Mm-hmm. Um, but what it does make me realise is that because I've got I've got one pupil who's brilliant, um, but I've not for years I've not really taught much. But there are it does make me realise that there's some brilliant teachers out there who, you know, value it so much and are so constantly evolving and kind of finessing their skills and that sort of thing. And, you know, going on workshops and courses and reading around their subjects and that sort of thing. So it's kind of like as, as much commitment as goes into becoming a great player goes into being a good teacher. I know that's sort of obvious, but I think I probably needed to remind myself of that a little bit. Yeah. As yeah. more of a player. Yeah. And it's I think it's really admirable. Yeah. You know, like the commitment that some people choose to give. Hello, listeners. It's Seb here. I'm just interrupting this chat to let you know that the sound on the next bit is rubbish because our little Zoom recorder thing ran out of battery. I didn't plug it into the wall. I'm an idiot. I know. But luckily, we recorded an iPhone backup. Uh, You can never have enough backups when you do a podcast. This is something we are beginning to learn. Well, anyway, for the next few minutes, here is an iPhone recording of the rest of the conversation and then it will go back to the nice recording when we realise what happened. Okay, enjoy. Tell us about your next um, edition of Jester because you've got a really interesting one coming up, haven't you? Are you allowed to talk about it? In oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Because yeah. you've, you've got a bit of theme. Am I right in thinking that you often theme them, don't you? Oh yeah. So what's this one? Actually, yes, I suppose we do. Well, Arco magazine, which is the adult magazine, oh, was, sorry, was a kind of yeah. mental health one last time. Yeah. Um, this did we theme previously? I think we've done a sort of. I'm not sure, but yeah, this this winter jester is going to be um, women in music. Yes. And um, we've got Davina Shum, who is uh, Strad's online editor, fellow podcaster. We've hopefully got um, uh, Emily. I can't remember her surname, that's bad, isn't it? Yeah, perhaps you're yeah. associate that. reader of. Oh, Christ. <laughs> um, Emily. Emily Davis. Emily Paris. Emily Davis. Oh, sorry, Emily Davis. Yeah. Who's associate yeah. reader of RSNO and is um, setting up an ensemble in Scotland. She's only 31. She's had like a crazy trajectory. Cool. Um, we have. Um, in Stringcredibles, who have just had some arts council funding. Amy Fawcett. Oh, yeah. 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 They're up in Birmingham. Um, yeah. yeah. Birmingham. Yeah, CBSO. Um, CBSO. Of course, yeah. And um, also, I'm doing this great thing. So I want it to be quite um, accessible, this issue. So we've got um, um, tour diaries from Glesney Roberts, um, yeah. from Bed, Knobs and Broomsticks. So she's going to do like a sort of week on tour. I think she's going to do it from Glasgow. And Amy Heger from Book of Mormon. Um, I think she's, she's done me one from Dublin. So it's going to be like... Because I think for a student, like especially 17, 18, whatever, um, it will be interesting like what people are doing on tour, like yeah. how it's filling, filling that void of time between waking up and 2 o'clock or yeah. waking up at 7.30. You know, because it's quite interesting, isn't it, really? Yeah, And definitely. so you have to kind of develop that skill to use your time sensibly and interestingly. Yeah, I, mean, and I was going to say, how honest do you reckon they'll be? I'm really intrigued to yeah, see like, what I mean, Glesney's doing between waking up and two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it's probably edited a little bit, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, both of those players would be... Well, I know Amy's been doing loads of, like, wild swimming and stuff. And, oh, you know, yeah. it's quite interesting what they get up to, and I think yeah. that yeah. would be interesting to readers. Again, because I'm not 
particularly interested in going too technical. Well, what do no. you do when you're on tour with the ballet? What do you do between nine o'clock and two in the afternoon? Actually, do you know what? I think that an orchestra or a, or a show that's on tour or an orchestra that's on tour, like you do need a special sort of person that can cope with that lifestyle, like being in a hotel room or more latterly, like Airbnb. And it's all that captive time. I mean, traditionally... I feel like at the moment I'm that kind of a person. I could do that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, like... And there's a lot of dancers at work that are um, doing OU degrees and stuff. And so some people go really... We'll do a, a project or whatever. Right, you though, hey? Well, I, I'm doing Esther stuff a lot of the time. Or I'm doing quartet, like what I have done over the years. I, I, I'm not... You so... look like... I'm not threatening you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just genuinely interested. Yeah. I thought there was a subtext going on here. Do you feel I'm, that? I'm, I'm it's like I feel like I'm at Wimbledon, like watching. I'm sat between the two of you, looking, it's like picking up on visual love, clues. Fifteen. Love is it? Is there love? Fifteen. Oh, well, we'll Sorry. see at the end of Should this. Let's save that for the end. Yeah, let's wait. Let's wait and find right, out. So I think I um I usually pack a lot in on tour, like doing stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? There's always a project. I've always got a project on, basically. But having said that, like, um, you know, we, with ballet, we, especially, there's a little patch of work we do, or we used to do every year, I don't know if it's coming back or not, um, around Easter time, which is mid-scale touring, so the company splits into, um, you know, half the dancers go down to often, like, Truro or Pool, places like that, Cheltenham, mm. and then the other half go up north to Durham, York, nice. places like that. And like that sort of touring is great because they're, you're going to really beautiful towns. And so, like, and also because the orchestra is splitting in two, like, everyone's kind of mixing more with people they wouldn't normally go out with. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. Because it's like a small scale ensemble, right? You might be doing, you're doing small work, like almost chamber work, I suppose. So um, that's quite cool. I mean, I don't, you two know all about this. But I mean, if you're going to nice places like that, like York, there's always something to do. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like, so many tea rooms to see. Yeah, there are. Yeah. <laughs> but how does it tend to work if you're on tour? Do you, do you have, you're saying till two, are there often matinees as well as evening well, shows? Well, naturally, or... on, like with Birmingham Royal Ballet, we're starting later in the week, so we might start on a Wednesday. So we're probably doing two shows a day on yeah. Saturday. Um, but in the old days, we would be out there on a Tuesday and, yeah, there'd be more time off. So you, we'd often be in places like, and also like when we went to Plymouth and places like that, they'd do half a week with a triple bill like new works and then half a week of a big like just just um that stopped recording the what has the zoom yeah oh sugar because it's not plugged into anything oh (laughs) hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Three. We're really nailing recording at the moment. I know. It's all going really smoothly. So Um, easy. Um, How has it been going back to ballet, though, Rob? Are you enjoying being back there after a massive break? Yeah, yeah. Birmingham Royal Ballet did amazingly in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, That was one. I mean, because I've been there a long time. It's easy to be quite jaded about these things, but... um, uh, I was really proud of the company during that time because they went, they just completely like hurried online, essentially, having not done any of that stuff before. So we were doing um, like live streaming nutcrackers and things and loads of stuff. And also they, they came out because Carlos Acosta's just taken over as director of Birmingham Royal Ballet. So his kind of big um, festival, Carlos Curates, was supposed to happen just when lockdown started Hmm. so everything went sits up but um just because he's so charismatic and full of energy they every time they were thwarted they just found another way around it and then that would be thwarted and it was like they were onto sort of plan like z kind of thing like of trying to get around the fact that the restrictions get changing at last second and that's yeah um so yeah they were doing amazing stuff like getting content out and doing online streams and like i think I think we did we did Nutcracker at the Rep in Birmingham because the Hippodrome was closed. Um, the Rep stayed open for us. And, um, yeah, like, um, restrictions were changing all the time, like, day by day, and it, we managed to get some performances done. That was great. We came to see yeah. that. It was really good. What I really loved about that performance was... Was that Cinderella the, you came to see? Oh, no, no sorry, you're right. Recently, no, that's it. it. But when yeah. we came up, you said, well, we're remote. So you're saying to the boys that you won't be able to see me, you know, so I won't be able to go and do the on-stage bit, which you yeah. often do in Cinderella. So we're like, oh, well, never mind. But, you know, you'll see us at the beginning. They'll have a camera up, so we'll see, you'll see us at the beginning, you'll see us at the end. Um, but little did you know, that camera ran through the whole show. We could see <laughs> through the whole thing. You could see everyone like... Oh, ambling up the bit where you had to get up and go and do the solo section. Up you got. We could watch, we could see all of this. It was great. Thought, wow, he's leaving it to the last minute to get up there this time. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know about it. No. But yeah, they, they, that, that company was, they were, they were incredible, basically. Uh, and like that resilience, I thought was really inspiring. So, mm. you know, like how they were doing it. And um, yeah, because things were just changing. You know, a lot of companies, like some companies kind of just went dormant, didn't they? Yeah. And, you know, everyone had their reasons for doing things or other companies kind of were like in the press kind of kicking back at the government or at Dowden and people like that. Mm. I, mean, I think everything is was valid. Every response was valid. And like different companies were using different methods or whatever to kind of get the message out there. But um, Birmingham Royal Ballet were just totally proactive and just like heads down and got got on with it. And I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, they were kind of I mean, even getting new work done, you know. Like there was a week in June where there was like some tiny little window that there was some new work happening at Settlers Wells. And then, you know, the next week it wasn't allowed again or whatever. And, you know, yeah, yeah, stuff was good. getting curtailed all the time, but it was, so yeah, I'm proud to be part of that company really. Um, but now, yeah, now it's almost back to normal. It's that being at funny, Wells. exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just about to do nutcrackers, like proper full on nutcrackers, full mm. orchestra um, in the Hippodrome and at the Albert Hall, mm. which is good. So yeah, it's kind of, and it is exhausting, yeah, because like, I think everyone's finding it, like, because you're just not used to packing it in how we used to. Like, no, you like, Even that. doing, like, an hour's, but I find it's all, like, the journeys, like, the travelling, so an hour's journey in the car, I would have not 
you know, it had been like easy, but now I'm sort of like feeling really like an old man after it. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yes. all like the yeah. peripheral stuff. Yeah, yes. how are you finding it traveling around a lot again? Yeah, I, I found it a bit harder a few weeks ago, but I was, I was still a bit ill then. So I was oh, just yeah. absolutely exhausted. Yeah. Um, but no, I feel I feel good at the moment. I've, uh, it's kind of it's a good balance of stuff. But yeah, know, it's just it's just um, yeah, it just take it's just weird. Yeah, it's it been, is. It's just been strange. Do, do you think now you'll you'll still incorporate as an orchestra some of that online stuff? Will that continue? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, I hope so. Um, I mean, again, little things like there. Instagram lives and all that sort of stuff that they were when there was not really a part of their mm. understanding I don't think before and it's so what does that mean the Instagram, I know what Instagram live is but but does that mean that someone's just roaming around while you rehearse well they they did things like they were live streaming class and stuff like that like ballet class oh, like yeah. in lockdown and I think they're still doing things like that and some of that was on BBC culture you know BBC culture were doing doing stuff that was on TV that you could see. So, you know, they were linking up with things like that. And I don't think they'd have ever done that sort of thing before. And yeah, live streaming. So when we were at Sadler's Wells recently, one of those was live streamed or paid, paid stream afterwards. And yeah, yeah, I mean, lots of companies like the Opera House, obviously, were doing cinema streams and paid streams and that sort of thing. And But we were way behind that. But I think that we're kind of catching up a bit. yeah. Yeah, and, it all, and I think that's partly because of Carlos, because he's got this new mentality of like reaching new audiences, whereas Birmingham Royal Ballet was always quite a traditional ballet audience. And yeah, he's Have you got a hotline to Carlos? If we were to, you know, I, um, can you get him for us? Is I, what I'm, I'm, saying. I'm working on getting him for you. I genuinely am. Are you? Yeah, Good. I think I need to share a lift with him or somewhere where he's trapped and, and I can oh, yeah. actually have so a we need Okay, right. So we need to set up a way that he becomes trapped. Is that what you're saying? Do you, do you need us to <laughs> engineer this? How are we going to do that? Uh, he get stuck in a lift. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I think I think he'll be a, really up for coming on your pod. Great. Okay, so right. we need a lift malfunction, ideally, or something like that. Yeah. And if he's not, then I can be another Depp. Well, you pretend to be him on that occasion. <laughs> that would be great. Do you, do you dance at all, Rob? Pardon? Do you dance? Um, no, Seb, I don't. <laughs> In fact, I couldn't think... I don't think there's a more unlikely dancer than myself like in any situation. Oh, you guys must have danced a bit together. I um, love dancing. <laughs> very, very I'm too, not good at it. You're a dancer. You're, I'm not good. I, I generally I like will find any excuse to be the person who happens to be going to the bar at the point that you're supposed to be dancing, or yeah, or sitting around the side, or there'll be some reason that like, I, I just can't. I think it's something deeply um, yeah. What's it psychological? Bad. Was there some terrible school disco experience you had? Do you reckon? Oh yeah, plenty. But, oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. And I just no. It makes me feel absolutely like horrified at the thought of it. I mean, at a gig, I'll happily like mosh about a bit and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know, if I'm oh, yeah. with lots of other people, but dancing expressively, <laughs> I couldn't do. No, that's a shame. I would like to watch you dance expressively. No, <laughs> you must have done a first dance at your wedding. Well, funnily enough, our first dance because we had a Kletzma band at our wedding. Yeah, we were on chairs. <laughs> got put on chairs really? and lifted up and did Brilliant. like so no not really i mean there was some oh. arm what would you call that arm what do they call that um armo- i don't know armography rob armography oh, yeah. yeah there was some of that Actually, there wasn't no, we, anything we going did, on. we did i remember very specifically <laughs> us rehearsing a first dance and it was um frank sinatra 
um, I've Got You Under My Skin. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And it was a particular version. Was it Live at the Sands yeah. or something like that? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Some particular incredible version. Yeah. Um, Quincy <laughs> Jones. Yeah, and the brass kicking, like, it gets really, it's really brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, do remember, in whatever flat we're in, choreographing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And oh my I, god! I'm I, so glad it never saw the I light of day. Felt, I think I was quite up for it, but then in yeah. in the actual um, course of the wedding, I remember yeah, we had this. Yeah, we had a klezmer band called Shakoya, who you should get on actually. Oh, they're great! Um, yeah, they were um, amazing. And um, but yeah, at some point during that, we thought we should probably do that first dance, and then both realised like, don't know, just scrap it. Well, we there was a l- well. yeah, there was a lot of this very on the, potent. On the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's scrap, scrap it, it. <laughs> scrap it. Yeah, I mean, we had like a track lined up. Yeah, you know, yeah. back then, like iPod. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we'd had a lot of very potent cider, hadn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad we scrapped that. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'd love to be able to be that person that could dance really well. I think you've got it inside you. I Just let it so. out. Sounds like you've got it there. If, you've, if you're choreographing, so. yeah. The, I, I think, yeah, the choreography. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe we need to revisit this. Yeah. Okay, great. We'll choreograph something, Rob. I don't yeah. know where we'll perform it, but... <laughs> um, while we have time, I feel like we, we must talk about you, you two and yeah. how, how you met and how you... Like, you, you played together first, didn't you? Did you meet yeah. in South Bank? Did you meet at... Was that right, South yeah. Bank? Yeah, South yeah. Bank, Savonia, yeah. That's right. Should we talk about that? Okay. <laughs> Am I interviewing you as well? God, now? now I feel like a spotlight has turned. What What was Verity like <laughs> when you met her, and what What made you think I'm going to marry this person? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't think Verity. I don't think it was love at first sight necessarily. Um, it wasn't far off, though. I'm not saying anything. You just keep talking, Rob. I'm looking forward to you digging yourself into this <laughs> I don't hole. Know what to say, really? No. Uh, oh, we, we we became friends very early, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I think I think we had a joint love of ridiculing. Yeah, that's true. People yeah. and things, didn't we? Generally, <laughs> generally bullying other people in the office. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just remember that American school project. We had to go and do a project. They'd sent us off from South Bank. To, with the students from the American school. And I don't know why. Why was it so hysterical? It was really funny. I think there was just a catalogue of errors. Like, what what happened? I we had. To, I just remember something about having to hold up, like, cards, note cards. And I remember thinking, I can't remember why. I remember rehearsing it with you and you being hilarious and just thinking, oh, there we are. Oh, that's a, there there's a, yeah. there there's a, there was a something there. <laughs> there's something there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Are you going to be nice about me at all? Or are you just going to say, well, I don't think it was love at first sight, the end? No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. Well, it's okay. You um, said it. Well, yeah, I don't know. It was the whole, that whole South Bank experience was like being in a youth orchestra, really. Yeah, it was. And so, and we got treated like we're in a youth orchestra, probably. And <laughs> so you behave like you're in one. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, a little trip to Italy, in Tuscany. How Is that can, what sealed it? How can you not fall in love, you know? Is it, what, what, what's the place called? Angiari. Angiari. Oh, yeah, yeah it's gorgeous. Oh, Have it's you been times. out there? No, I've oh. heard great things. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah? Yeah, it's good times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've <laughs> <laughs> hey. Rob's finding this very uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> well done, Seth. <laughs> uh, but where had you been before that? Like, where, where had you studied? Oh, Royal Northern. And oh, Royal okay, College right. For postgrad. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I studied at Ronald with Ben Holland. And, mm. uh, but yeah, I always wanted to come back to London, basically. Yeah. And then South Bank was, um, yeah, it was quite new. So we were South Bank too, weren't we? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I just kind of went for that and um, without knowing too much about it. But yeah, it was amazing. Like, you know, for meeting people and um, great tours and uh, confidence building. Mm. I was mm. sort of on trial with place, at places at the same time. So it's kind of like, it was a good golden patch for me <laughs> at that moment. But yeah, it was good. It was really good. Did you ever consider doing South Bank? I think I did consider it. Um, but and then stepped <laughs> stepped away. I think I, well, I did a postgrad at, at Academy. Uh, and then I sort of had bits of work and I sort of decided not to do that. But yeah. I had friends that did it and it, yeah. it seems good. I, I used to hang out. We've talked about this before. Yeah, podcast, Johnny, because Johnny was in it, wasn't he, as well? Johnny Abraham, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's very good. I felt like I was kind of... On the periphery, I used to sort of just hang out with them yeah. in Waterloo. <laughs> yeah, Stand down in that really late. hilarious pub. What was the pub called? White Hart, was it? White Hart used to was, go to? Yeah, it was quite a nice pub, yeah. And then there was a pub which had Thai food around the corner. Do you remember that oh, yeah. nuts barman at the um, White Hart? That everyone thought that, that there was this whole backstory of him up that he was a, a killer. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. I think he was. Actually. I, he still might. there now? I don't think so. He's in prison now. Those streets are kind of uh, killer looking streets yeah. aren't they it looks yeah. like Dickens I f- yeah, yeah Dickens kind of white chapel-y kind of yeah, yeah potential to turn I felt mm. Mm. <laughs> it was dodgy <laughs> I want to delve further back into your musical past um, barbershop quartets Rob talk oh, to yeah. us about that Rob used to sing in a barbershop quartet at Maidstone Grammar wow yeah um, <laughs> I've no. actually got some recordings um, that I found that I uncovered quite recently. I, I um, do you? I burnt them onto MP3s and gave them to Verity for I think Christmas or something. Like unwanted gift. What a gift! Extra. Wow. What because, a gift! Because basically she had already taken the piss out of the fact that I did barbershop. There are several things that she will always like when drunk or when provoked will fall back on to make me look yeah. like a complete idiot. <laughs> and one of those things is barbershop. Um, <laughs> But all these things are um, things that I made the mistake of telling her really on, like in South Bank. <laughs> you know, like when you when you meet someone and and you tell them everything. Yeah. And then you then you you forget that they'll remember that. And yeah. Maybe you'll get married and they'll remember. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, no, barbershop think... though. Yeah. Well, there was a big there was a big right rich uh, musical tradition at that school. So basically, you just kind of got stuck into everything, including mm. barbershop. What were you calling yourselves? Your... I don't think we had a name. It's just Mason Grammar School Barbershop Quartet. Um, Why do you take the mickey out of this? Because I think it's great. Oh, my God. Right, okay. Rob, one of, one I, of the reasons case study one. Go we, on. We did, a, we did a concert in a church and we... Actually, that's, this is interesting. Yeah, we choreographed a routine. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So as we walked down <laughs> the aisle... That's Amazon. Should I get that? Wow, they're well, aggressive. I mean, he's very keen, isn't he? Okay. Flipping out. This is going to give him a moment to think about how he's going to phrase his chat. Listen, do you really think it's cool? I do. Do you? Were you ever in a barbershop quartet? I've sung some barbershop arrangements at school. Okay. I, I, I think like with loads of kids. We just sang. Did you wear boaters? And... No, no, it was just, just in, the, in okay. the music. Okay, right. Music well, ones. I'll let you, you listen um, and then... So, so, yeah, uh, we, at the well, concert. We, walked, we walked down the aisle from the vestry. So the vestry is at the back of the church. We thought we'd be really good, like, we'd get the audience on side if we 
walked down in the order. I think I was, I think it must have been tenor or something, but I don't know. Anyway, we walked down and we all had our suits on, but this was probably about 96, something like that. So everyone was wearing waistcoats as well with their suits. Uh, I don't know why that was a thing back then. It's making me sweat. Kind of still is again, you know. Well, Chandler used to wear waistcoats a lot (laughs) with a T-shirt. T-shirt is that. Anyway, so we, oh. we, um, we, would, we took our jackets off and we, we, we flung them to one side and then the next person would fling his jacket to the other side. Just so in like, face. It was, just, it was sort of like <laughs> it would land in the choir stalls. Yeah, yeah. And like sort of just like casually. And then we'd be in our shirts and waistcoats. This is when the Chippendales was big, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the image. There it is. Ever, I don't know. It was just some sort of like... What were you singing as you did that? We weren't singing at that point. So we were oh. walking down like the aisle like... Carefully. What, in silence? You were walking down no, in well, silence, probably flinging your jacket. There would have been applause, was there applause? There? was there, though? You hadn't done anything <laughs> at this point. Or, or like a titter of amusement. Oh, and yeah. also the fact that you're throwing them into the... It's annoying to the audience. Into the choir stalls. Just, they're just getting flung. No, because they're sort of like... It's silence. Kind of, they're kind of... They were probably thrown really in a really cool manner, so they kind of like just landed really yeah i've got an image do you know what i mean mind. either I can, side of and when imagine, did you stop yeah. taking clothes off <laughs> well when, then we got to the um probably in front of the um pulpit or whatever you know yeah. church imagine an old school church and then then we sang um steal away or my Eveline, my Eveline. steal away um, that doesn't really go with that whole jaunty like you've all just walked down the aisle <laughs> flung your jackets yeah. off in a jaunty manner get up the front and I'm imagining you're then going into like Mr. Sandman or something yeah, or like that. Leave your hat on. Well, yeah. we, we might have started. Yes. We might have started with. I don't know what we started with. I'll look it up. But um, yeah, I mean, it is looking back on it. I suppose it's pretty sad, isn't it? But um, no, but we did sound pretty amazing. Didn't I played some the other day? Didn't I? No, someone? you did sound good. It was impressive. And the, the tuning of those four young men. Yeah, <laughs> tell you what, brilliant. Do you ding a little tuning fork before you play, or a little one? That's a good point. Well, a couple of the guys were in like, National Youth Choir and stuff, so I don't know whether they had perfect pitch or what. That's not well, you, a prerequisite, is it? The other no. two of you just sort of went, Oof, until yeah. you found the right note. Well, I, I had a problem because I, I found it hard to remember words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, actually, I did, so I did do grade five you got singing dum, exam. Dum, dum, dum. You got that part, did you? Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did grade five singing exam, but I, I remember I didn't get as high a mark as I hoped because I forgot the words, so I just started having to la. <laughs> And, um, what was the song? Do you remember? Can't remember. <laughs> can't remember. Old MacDonald. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you? What, what voice are you? What? Why do you sing? Um, it's a good question. You the are you the bass? I imagine I'm uh, somewhere in the middle. I reckon in, in the middle. middle. I mean, uh, probably a, an excellent baritone, aren't I? Probably, probably an excellent baritone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know. yeah. 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 It's not. I'm. I'm not a natural, but. But anyway, yeah, barbershop quartet, that's one you can have that, yeah. Right, and, and I would love an MP3 to stick on the end. Of yeah, podcast. I will get one soon. Oh, I need yeah. to clean it up a bit. I actually bought one of those because it's on tape. Yeah. Um, so we had this um, this guy at school, this teacher who did all the recordings and uh, using his dat machine. He was dat at the time. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, they were always pretty bad. But I, I, I bought one of those tapes that you could then put it into your computer and kind of clean it up and all that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get it to you. <laughs> Great. Good. Rob, come on. In a really concise and fantastic manner, can you please plug... Oh, sorry, just talk about our yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Our yoga, Yoga Abalte. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, Yeah, it's amazing. What is it? Um, It's a 90-minute yoga experience with live string quartet. And um, 
yeah, it's pretty pretty special, isn't it? Mm. Um, so starts off quite in quite a relaxed manner, then gets pretty upbeat, physical, uh, in the middle, <laughs> intense. That's and just then the playing. Oh, there's always sorry. like a 15, 20 minute savasana at the end, which is really gorgeous. What's that? It's kind Good. of when you go to sleep. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, nice. And um, yeah, it's really lovely. And we mix it up with like classical stuff and then some of Michelle's arrangements and with um, my partner in that, who's Anne, who's a yoga instructor. And she's really great at because she's got a dance background as well at making sure it all aligns perfectly. Mm. So, Where yeah, is it? Uh, at the Red Lion in Leytonstone. Oh, yeah. So it is. is. Yeah, yeah, they've got a ballroom, a, a ballroom upstairs. Room wow. Oh, it's amazing. It's gorgeous. Actually, I was there doing pub quiz last night. We came second. Congrats. Thanks. Guess what? I won a Robbie Williams CD, a box of dairy milk and a bar voucher. That's brilliant. It is brilliant. That's anyway, the yoga's great. And when's the next one, Rob? 30th of January. And can you get tickets? You can, at the moment. We sold about a quarter of them already. What? But yeah, it's a, good, it's a real experience. And it's sponsored by Minor Figures, the oat milk company, oh, if you get a nice hot chocolate perfect. at the end. So Rob, mm-hmm. at the end of this podcast, on a scale of one to ten, how much more do you hate me than you did before the podcast? Actually, I think you've been quite nice to me, actually. I, I do feel I... a bit bad about that South Bank thing, because I, I, um, I genuinely, I just got a bit shy. But I do, you know, that, you were the best thing to come out of South Bank for me. Oh, so you know, that's very just... nice. I just don't know how to take that. No, no you're just cringing. That's really unnerving. You know, I didn't mean to be sort of like flippant about it. Oh, well, that's almost brought a tear to my eye, to go. my cold Jesus heart. Mm. We've never had tears on the podcast before, but I think no. this could be the first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's lovely. Oh. Cheers, Rob. Well, we're going to go back in time now to hear a young pubic. <laughs> God. What? Sorry. <laughs> Pubescent. <laughs> Rob singing the barbershop song. Take it away. Beautiful sounds of Rob Simmons <laughs> and three other boys in a barbershop quartet from, I want to say, 1911. 
I <laughs> I think you'd be very close somewhere. <laughs> it sounds like it, doesn't it? That recording really sounds like it sounds pre-war, doesn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It sounds like the first ever recording by Graham Alexander Alexander Graham Alexander Bell. Alexander Graham Bell. Yes. Yeah. And um I can just picture them wandering down that aisle flinging their jackets off. Oh boy, oh boy. What an image. Wow. What an image. <laughs> oh, do you hear that? It's the sound yeah, of Yeah, what was that? Um, is that the cathedral? It's a kind of big oh. tower thing next to the Guildhall. I don't know what it is. Any Southampton fans listening? I'm sure. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but it's quite impressive. That's lovely. Uh, anyway, yeah. It sort of, it it sort of goes, goes with that barbershop vibe. It played a, a hymn earlier. <laughs> Did it? You know the one that goes... Da, 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 da. Join in whenever you want. Da, 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 <laughs> I'm just finding it's quite soothing, really. <laughs> oh, I should know it, shouldn't I? Amen. Oh, amen. Yeah. Having been to a cathedral school, I should really know it, but you should do. unfortunately should do. not. Yeah. Oh, Lord, are something of ages past. I think that's it. Oh, well done. Does that ring any bells? No, <laughs> no ringing no. Oh, <laughs> How's it well, going down there on this uh, this tour? Yeah, great. We were in Cheltenham last night. Yeah. And that was really nice. And yeah. um, we went to the Ivy after. Did you? You classy folks. Yeah, we folks. got to the Ivy. Yeah, it was very oh. nice. Um, and then today in Southampton. Oh, yeah. A long, and... long train from oh. Cheltenham, Southampton, direct. Did you? Quite a Blimey. slow one. Yeah, I've got some editing done. I, I, I made this podcast, got this brilliant, brilliant episode done. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Um, yeah. And tell me about the Palladium. Was it good? Oh, that was good. Two oh, nights at the Palladium it? last week. Oh, that's with Rob great. Bryden. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Oh. Yeah, because I think we were a bit. You're always a bit unsure about London dates, aren't you? Mm. I think uh, generally, if you're on a tour, because London crowds can be a little bit frosty compared to your regional audiences yeah they've got a sense of who they are when they're in those places they they've got an identity you know warrington or newcastle uh, for example wales wales that's a whole you know (laughs) wales you know Um, europe (laughs) europe yeah that that sort of earth vibe yeah yeah people from this world (laughs) yeah but but london it's like everyone's from everywhere yeah but it was great. Like Rob just tweaked a few things. And yeah. It so well, and that room is just really just got a classic feeling to it. It's just a brilliant sort of uh, in, uh, acoustic and yeah. just atmosphere. Oh, is great! The, is the word I'm trying to think of. Yeah. But, was it uh, celebtastic? It was nice. There were some celebrities there. Barry really? Humphreys. Oh, <gasps> that's a good one. He heckled Rob very early on <laughs> for about three <laughs> minutes. It was brilliant. <laughs> And That's excellent. Was, uh, Rick Astley. <gasps> this is yeah. so great. Yeah, it's met, like, met Rick Astley. It's almost like you were in the Big Brother much. house in some weird... Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> Vanessa Feltz was there. <laughs> Harvey from So Solid yeah. Crew. <laughs> George Galloway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, well that done. Was, That's that was, fab. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, I think there were more celebs, but I uh, can't remember... David you Mitchell out the was good there. Ones. Oh, and, really? Oh, great. Um, Victoria Corrin Mitchell. 
didn't Very meet them cool. though. No. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was what I've done. Did a gig at the weekend with the BBC oh, Concert yes. Orchestra. That was really How was cool. it? Back in with the yeah, orchestra great. again. Yeah, my first time since oh. the, the before times. Yeah. And how was it? Did you get back in the swing of it super quick? Was it just yeah, all, like, it did, old times? It did actually take a little while of getting used to the, the distance from, yeah. from like where you are to where the leader is to mm. the conductor. And then you've got people on the other side of some perspex playing um, oh, yeah. drums and stuff. And monitors right next to you as well. So it's like, where do you, where do you put the notes? Where do you place it all? Yeah. Yeah, um, odd. Yeah, it was a collaboration with Yaz Ahmed and uh it was her quintet and then the bbc concert orchestra oh wow yeah it was really great and it was at the big uh it was at the queen elizabeth hall oh i love it there it's great and yeah and i was playing first trumpet i never <gasps> get to do that very often so yeah it was really great i loved it oh yeah. well done I've that's a, brilliant I've got a taste for it <laughs> yeah have you have you i want to do it again <laughs> oh i just feel like i'm number one now this is me i like to be number one <laughs> it's nice I had a really lovely section it was really it's very nice supportive uh, group of people but tell you what actually doing those play along symphonies last year during lockdown that definitely helped so much coming back to playing in an orchestra yeah just keeping it keeping it there yeah I I agree I actually got got felt better I felt like I was more prepared than I than I was before Oh, that's just amazing. Just having spent a bit of time playing through some of those symphonies. Yeah. And uh, just listening to some good orchestras and I don't know, really. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, but I definitely thought about that when, when I was playing the other day. Oh, it's, like, oh, it's oh, so good having all these extra little tools in there, isn't yeah. it, now? I but agree. It, I think also there was a bit of a community that mm. did that. There was a few of us, up to sometimes like 25 people yeah. on a Zoom and and then... I don't know if people listening, maybe they're not aware of this. Basically, we, we would we would pick a symphony every Friday and then we'd press play at exactly the same time, but we'd mute ourselves because it doesn't work on Zoom if everyone's playing <laughs> something at the same time. So we, you'd mute your audio, but you'd just play along, play your part, and then that was it. You could see people on the screen doing the same. Yeah. And it felt like we were almost playing together. It was so great. I did a few of them. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, was it Chike 5? That was the I first was, one we did, yeah. Yeah, that was super good. I yeah, loved yeah. it. Uh, and thanks to Jessie Grimes, she took over running that. Oh, yeah, Because then I had a baby and then she, she took over. So well done to her as well for doing that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so orchestral playing. Have you done any orchestral playing again since everything? I was just trying to think back? if I had. I have done. I did some around Christmas time last year. And yeah. I was trying to think if I've done any orchestras this year. I can't, everything's a bit of a blur. <laughs> You've done lots of sort of shows and West yeah. End sort of things. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. It's been all that really. Um, but like you say, I just think all those helpful things during lockdown. I feel like I sharpened yeah. up a bit and listened. Yeah, That's it, isn't it? Listening to other things. Yeah. I wasn't doing that before and appreciating all those things. <laughs> Appreciating it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, what have you been up to? You, you've had a lovely few days, haven't oh, you? Oh, I have. I've been to Rome. Oh. I went on holiday to Rome, and even last week, so we went on Friday. Got to like Tuesday, Wednesday, I was still thinking, is this really going to happen? I feel like something's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And it blooming well did. Oh, it was so great. Wow. I love Rome. Have you been to Rome? Yeah, but not for a long time. Oh, it's 15 just... 15 years or so. It's magnificent. I love it there. Like we just ate loads of great food, 
drank loads of amazing wine, walked and walked and walked, did loads of sightseeing, but actually because they're really good on like COVID rules out there. Like you have to show your vaccine passport everywhere. You could see everything so clearly. It was fantastic. It's, I'd like to, so we went into the Pantheon and look, oh, it's just so good. Went to the Colosseum. Ah, oh, I loved it. Caught up with friends. Oh, it's so nice. I feel right. really well rested and smug, really. Oh. Just smug. That's yeah. nice. Well so done for nice. doing that. Did you book that ages yeah. ago and just like ages say, ago? Like, well, it yeah. might happen, might not. Yeah, we did. We did, and none of us believed it was going to happen. It was really great. Stayed in the Brilliant. Hoxton up Hoxton Hotel by the Villa Borghese Park, and Ooh. it was amazing. Yeah, mm. go everyone, go. It's great. Great. Go to Rome, guys. <laughs> go to Rome, guys. To now, I want to go back. Run- we should mention our supporters of this episode. It's, oh, we it's must. The Italian tourist board. <laughs> yeah, who, exactly. Who thankfully paid for Verity to go on holiday, but not me. Oh, yeah. That was one or the other, and I just got the call. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually see the, see the email at all. You must have No, it's funny that. that. Funny that, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, not really. We do have a supporter or sponsor, depending on the legal rules <laughs> of what we're allowed to call it. <laughs> Edit I don't think yeah. ACAST listen to this at all, so they no, won't. Say what you want. Anyway, <laughs> Chimney Fire Coffee are supporting this episode. And yeah. they Thanks, do guys. delicious, delicious coffee. And you should go and check them out. If you love coffee and you need some coffee in your life, mm-hmm. at checkout, enter the code TIAB20 for 20% off your first bag of coffee what that's such a good deal that's a good deal isn't it yeah yeah i might zip over there now yeah so um <laughs> mm, lovely coffee yeah. i've been experimenting with coffee actually recently have I've you got what have a, you, you know you know a v60 v60 what is one of them okay a v60 it's like a a sort of funnel that you <gasps> filter. yeah that's a similar thing yeah chemex. Right. it's like a okay. chemex but but it's um, just a, a funnel thing you put on top of a cup or a jug. Okay. And then you put a filter paper that's kind of cone-shaped. Yeah. And um, So it's very similar to Chemex. It's like yeah. basically yeah, yeah. the same method, I think, but just different words. But yeah, so I've been, I've been doing that because for, for ages, actually, I've just been drinking coffee out of a, a machine, a filter machine. Right. But putting a bit more effort into it, thinking oh, about all the different, Lordy, it makes a the difference. different factors, your, your temperature, yeah. your, your grind size. Oh, God. This timing. is what happens. This is what happens. It's a slippery slope. Rob Rob is really into coffee. So yeah. much so yes, that I fear the fear making him coffee. He makes a darn good coffee, doesn't he, as well? Yeah, he really does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always excited to go around to your place because I get a lovely flat white. Mm. Always hopefully he's there. It's very disappointing if he's not, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it is. You just get a uh, cup of tea, okay. <laughs> get a glass of water. Yeah, if I'm lucky. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's the end of the episode. Oh yeah. I think, okay. Unless there's nothing else to, to mention, is there really? There's nothing but, else. But thank you so much to Rob for for coming on and for stepping in. And we always wanted Rob. We always wanted him to come on as a guest, but we just yeah. had to find the right time. Um, and he was a hero this week. Yeah. Um, we'll be back with our other guests that we did try and record with. That'll be hopefully the next episode. Oh, fingers crossed. Unless something else goes wrong. If you want to hear more of Rob Simmons talking about things like working with Father John Misty, Basha Boulat, uh, what else does he chat about? 
It's Stilo's Dream Quartet. Running the quartet and, and actually going into more detail with the yoga as well. Yeah. Then yeah. head on over to the Patreon and there's also loads, dozens and dozens of uh, other episodes with previous guests. There's some offcuts and extra stuff. It's definitely and worth £3.50 a month. this show. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> That would be great. Yeah. So thanks everyone and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 